Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Can telling people to forgive be another form of gaslighting? That's my title. Can telling people to forgive be another form of gaslighting? So that's kind of interesting, huh? Because we always think of forgiveness as such a good thing. Forgiveness frees up the person who is the victim and also frees the person who hurt the victim in some way. However, we need to pay more close attention to when we're asking people to forgive and why we're asking people to forgive. Sometimes asking people to forgive is uh, is hurtful to that person. Uh, And sometimes we ask people to forgive prematurely. So let me talk about the word gaslighting here, which I've talked about before, but it's important to talk about it again. Gaslighting is a way to manipulate someone to feel like that person is crazy or responsible for something when the other person doesn't take responsibility for their manipulation, their abuse, their neglect, self-absorption, secrecy, all of the above, some of the above. And so we have situations, and I treat a lot of people that are victims of this, where they, and some of these people came in family, they grew up in families where they didn't learn to trust their own gut feeling because other people in the family, negative things went on and they acted like everything was okay. And so some people are already predisposed to being in new relationships where the same thing continues. However, even people that have grown up in some healthy families I've seen, they can be with someone who doesn't take responsibility for themselves and as a coping mechanism so that they could be in control and so that they don't have to take responsibility. They can become very good at making the other person feel like it's them and get them off balance and make them feel like, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm overreacting. So these are things I've talked about in the past. But today I really want to focus on this whole thing of forgiveness, which again, it can be a wonderful thing. I mean, when when a person forgives, in the moment when they choose to forgive, which is key here, there is like there is a moving on. There is a, a being done. So I'm all for people f- forgiving others when it's their choice and when the time is right. And it also can take the load off the person that hurt. You know, so we're human, and people sometimes can be hurtful, and forgiveness could be a, a good thing for that person as well. However, let me tell you when it can be a problem in more detail. So I'll give you a few examples. Let's say you have a situation where a sibling has continually abused another sibling. They have the power. Maybe it's because they're older. Maybe it's a a brother versus a sister. Um, Could be a few, few reasons why one may have more power than the other, but they use it against the other sibling. 
or and the family is like they want everything to be okay so they say why are you acting so angry why do you act this way and then if they grow up and they're adults that are doing this it's like why aren't you going to holidays with us why 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 are you avoiding him why can't you just make up with with him um, you know i'm just using that as an example what that does is like why don't you forgive him what that does is it continues an experience of my emotions my experience my feelings they don't matter and maybe that maybe maybe i'm Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, my family's telling me to forgive my sibling in this case when I've been hurt. No one's recognizing my feelings. So a lot of times, forgiveness is used sort of like as a superficial band-aid. Just forgive so we can all be happy again without really tuning in to the pain, the fear, the anger of the person who's been victimized in whatever way they've been victimized. So in the attempt to make everything nice, families can perpetuate the sense of gaslighting that the other person may have, uh, the sense of what's wrong with me, I'm crazy. There's another example I see. I see this in my practice since I see a lot of couples. Situation is the, um, it can happen with either gender, but I'm going to just speak from a, a couple I'm, I've been seeing right now. So the daughter had a the daughter-in-law i should say had a baby and the in-laws are very very controlling they say you should do things a certain way they'll give them money and then say but you got to do it my way i'm giving you this money they they do things that's comfortable for them and don't respect the nap schedule of the baby and this is a person who already in her biological family had experiences of feeling like I don't matter. So she goes to her husband, like, this is not working for me. You know, she's adapted. She's trying to, she wanted a good family since her family wasn't so terrific. She wanted to have a nice family, but she's learning that this family, this in-law family is very manipulative. And so she finally says, I can't take it anymore to her husband. And the husband says, similar to the family example I just gave, they're not terrible. Just get along with them. You know, that they, they just they're just who they are, accept them who they are. Just forgive them. Just look the other way. Again, not acknowledging her pain, not and, and feeling like maybe I'm wrong. This one woman said maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe um, I should just accept that they they are older and because they're not really that old. But they're older than them, of course. Of course, my therapy with her is about validating her needs, her wants, and she's the mom, and, and, and the baby has a nap schedule, and the, the parents, grandparents should adapt to the baby's needs. Uh, there are things like that that happen. It's not just that. There's other examples where, again, the issue is the husband is being a gaslighter by asking her to forgive. And he's doing it to avoid discomfort. That's what gaslighters do. Now, this might not be a vicious, evil, sociopathic kind of gaslighter, but he is kind of a conspirator in, in gaslighting because she starts to feel like, what's wrong with me? And it's a way for him to avoid his own discomfort. And that's what gaslighters do in avoiding their own discomfort. 
that make the other person way too uncomfortable. So I've seen this with people that are molested and the parent again wants to preserve the family. And even in those cases, I've, I've seen adults who molested as children being asked by the mother to just forgive the stepfather so they, they could all get along. I mean, that's gaslighting because there's no resonance. There's no attunement. So there's two things that are important. First is this word attunement. People need attunement. What that means is that you get a sense of what they're going through. You let them know, I understand. And even if it makes you uncomfortable because the other person has some strong anger, let's say, and not ready to forgive, that we, we tune in, we accept it, we tolerate it, and not only just tolerate it, we, 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 we're with them. We let them know we understand them. It's the importance of allowing someone who's been hurt by a gaslighter to fully experience all of their feelings and attuning to them and empathizing with them and validating them. We need to trust the victim and allow them to have their own pace of recovery, which may or may not end up with forgiveness. If they're able to forgive, that's good for them. It may be good for the person they're forgiving, because it, it, but more importantly, it's good for them because it frees them up. But it's when they're able to forgive. I mean, again, it's really important. As much as it's wonderful to have forgiveness and that release of pain, it's even more important for the victim to feel their sense of reality is right. That is so important. That is the biggest challenge to be a victim of gaslighting. This person needs to learn to trust or retrust their instincts again, their feelings, their intuition. Until then, forgiveness is just pseudo-forgiveness. It's just going along because I've been asked to forgive by people who need me to forgive, but no one's tuning into me. I do want to mention one more thing, and that is something that I teach in my graduate program called polyvagal theory. And there's a reason why I'm throwing that big word at you. So bear with me for a second. Polyvagal theory basically says there are three ways that our nervous system responds to threat. One is by freezing. So for some people, and this is the lowest evolutionary part of our nervous system, that when we're in threat, we could freeze, just like animals, some reptiles and the deer in the headlights, you know, the opossum, the place dead. We can go numb. We can get frozen. Some people that are victims of gaslighting, they freeze. They, they, they have a hard time speaking on their own behalf. They, they're just frozen because they feel a threat, and they, that's the best they know how to deal with it. Now, one step up from that, remember there's three levels. One step up from that, is the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. The first is called the dorsal vagus nerve, which I'm not going to get into the biology of that. But the second is the sympathetic nervous system. And what you see is in the lower levels, that's defense through immobilization. They freeze. Sympathetic is fight or flight. It's defense through mobilization. So before I get to the third level, it's very important for somebody who tends to freeze, to experience movement, to have anger, 
is part of that movement. I have had people in my office punch pillows as they're going through this process of going through their trauma with this gaslighter to feel themselves move or to express or to yell or to scream. They're literally moving up the evolutionary ladder of this vagus nerve, this polyvagal theory. They're moving from immobilization to mobilization. That's definitely a step in the right direction. Think about this. If we ask someone to forgive and pass through that, that very important step, they're not healing. Like I said, it's a pseudo-forgiveness. It doesn't really help anybody. Now, the next level of polyvagal theory is then the, it's called the social engagement. It in, activates what's called the ventral vagus nerve. That's where people learn to regulate, to co-regulate, meaning they, they're able to tune in and trust others to be there for them and they're there for the other person. This is where attunement comes in. This is where people need to process. So we need to go up that scale from the freeze and mobilization to the fight or flight, which is mobilization, to actually then being able to engage socially, to be vulnerable, to engage, and to feel like my reality is validated. And then, and only then, when there's this what we call co-regulation and attunement, is the ability to truly trust, and then that person may decide it's time to forgive. I have the capacity to forgive. This is when forgiveness becomes healthy and real. It's not a pseudo-forgiveness. It's a real forgiveness because this person, their reality has been made to, to feel real to them. They can now move on. So I just wanted to tell you that the importance of forgiveness is not understated, but we do need to appreciate the process that victims of gaslighting, all kinds of interpersonal victims go through. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, discussion or you find it enlightening. Feel free to comment. Uh, feel free to click on the uh, uh, the link below uh, on the gaslighting checklist. I think it's really helpful. And I just want to say I wish you the best. And this is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.